and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Writers Toolshed. This is Richie and I'm joined by JM. Hey everybody. How's it going, JM? It's going good. It's uh, getting cold here now. Cold and dry. My lips are all chapped. It's bugging uh, me. What is, what is a South Korean winter like? We don't get much snow anymore. Climate change and all that. But it's weird because I'm from uh, I'm from Minnesota, in the United States, which is horribly horribly cold. So I should have built up a tolerance by now. But cold just bothers me. I hate it. And now we're we're at finally at below freezing temperatures in the morning, and it it just annoys me. Yeah, we haven't got there quite yet. Not looking forward to it though, because my dog wakes me up every day about half past seven. Not worse than getting out of a warm bed. To go out into the freezing cold, <laughs> freezing cold dark outside. I don't even own my bed anymore. I wake up and there's like five or six cats in the bed trying to drive me out. <laughs> yeah, maybe one would be okay, but I don't know about five or six. You must have a big bed. Uh, not big enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just start getting provided. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a bit of news today, haven't we? Some exciting news, which. We've been looking forward to sharing for quite a while, but we didn't want to say anything before the wheels had started to turn into motion. But now we're we're on the verge of launching something. JM, tell us a bit more. So yeah, we've been hinting uh, for a while now that something big is coming. And this month we are um, finally ready to announce that we have launched our own indie press. So without getting into the details of how that all came about, um, we've consolidated a lot of our stories, a lot of our intellectual property, and um, some of the other authors that we're working with, we've brought on board and we are going to start publishing our own work and then also soliciting other authors for just fantasy right now. So we're, we're focusing on traditional fantasy, basically everything short of modern slash steampunk. So medieval fantasy, kind of early industrial fantasy, anything epic really. And um, we've got a website. We're located at of metal and magic publishing.wordpress.com. We've got our first round of books coming out in December. They go live. They're up for pre-order right now. So if you head to the website and we'll link to the website in the details for this episode, you can pre-order currently four books. You can also get yourself a free book just by visiting the website. And those go live December 1st. And then just starting next month, starting December, we're going to start rolling out new content um, to pick up, really pick up in February and March of next year. When my book comes out in March. Yeah. So a lot of of this early content is re-releasing some of our old stuff under the new new branding. Um, And in coming March, with your book will be the start of launching brand new exclusive content that the world has never seen before. So kind of walking to walking to a run and come come March we'll be we'll be running full speed. Yeah. So 
if you're interested, head over to our website. We'll put it in the uh, description below as well. And join our mailing list as well, because not only will we be giving away free books that will be published by Metal and Magic, but we'll be linking up with other authors and getting exclusive access to their books and giving you a chance to get them for free as well. So it's well worth getting involved. Um, and then so, just, just for this sorry. audience, because... I mean, this is a fantasy writer's tool shed, right? So most, a lot of these, the audience I assume is going to be writers. Um, we are looking for um, submissions. So we're looking for several yeah. different things. Um, on the website, we are publishing free short fiction and also uh, interest posts, blog posts of, of interest to the writing community. So if you're Most a uh, fantasy short story writer, or if you're a, a blogger, a writing blogger that has some writing tips or something about the the fantasy genre the fantasy market um, we are looking for submissions and uh the, on our website there's a, a write with us sub page that you can you can contact us and uh yeah. we do intend to, to provide token pay at this point but provide a little something for any submissions that come in we're also looking for larger works um novel novellas standalone novels not really looking to pick up a multi-book series just because we don't have the bandwidth to to read through all that at this point. Yeah. Um, and then for the readers, like, like I just said, we're going to have a lot of content available on the website that you can read. And then eventually as we build up a catalog of short stories, then we'll push those out as anthologies and, and other things like that. So there's a lot of ways to, to be involved. Um, just check out, it's all available, you know, check out the website and, and see what we've got going on right now. And just bear in mind that we're just getting started. So December is going to be December, and January will be a big month as we start building more content and bringing in more authors, uh, making more connections, things like that. Yeah. And we'll be keeping you fully updated on what's going on on this podcast as well. So if you're a writer, you'll be one of the first to hear, submission opportunities so for this episode as we promised last time we're going to talk about marketing and give you some marketing tips um richie is really the expert in this field i don't don't have a lot of confidence in my marketing skills so uh, i'm just here for the ride and i'm going to pass the keys over to richie and, and let him uh take over from here what do you think richie well, I'm not really an expert. I just uh, read a lot of things. Well, I do. I have had no, uh, in the past anyway, not much success with marketing. So whenever I run into a bit of an obstacle like that, I always think there's two ways to go about it. You either carry on struggling or you, you do something about it and you, you learn as much as you can and apply methods and techniques and things like that. And a lot of the things I've learned recently, which have really sort of kicked off um, kick things off on the marks in front is from a guy called Nick Stevenson. Um, Nick Stevenson, if, no, if you haven't heard of him, is um, an English guy who, like me, was wasn't really selling any of his books, um, and he was just really frustrated and down downbeat about how things were going. Um, so he was in this situation again. You can either just accept it and hope that someday things will change or you can do something about it. And that's what he did. He, he went off and studied all he could about marketing, tried all different techniques um, and applied them 
like from like methods that are being used in like fashion um retail anything anything like all these different uh, marks and techniques that have had success in other sectors he applied them to, to book marketing and things just exploded for him and completely hats off to the guy he's absolutely smashed it i mean i think he's he's turning over like six figures now maybe even more seven figures so it's it just goes to show like the things that he's done and um it, it is possible for us all and today what we're going to talk about is is taking those first steps to set ourselves up for success to to get to a position when we're making money from our writing that we can we can stop um boring day jobs and do what we actually love and we what we want to do so isn't it yeah that's the end game definitely yeah and the the things that we can do to get started are really simple um but there are a few obstacles that sort of stop us from doing it and i think the first one which is the one i always struggled with when i first began is uh, a mental um mental block which is you almost feel like it's it i call it imposter syndrome um because you don't feel like you 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 are a writer you've you might at the very beginning especially you, you've got nothing published so you you've got no verification that you're any good at writing um you you're writing probably on your own without getting any real feedback um you, you're inexperienced i suppose and you don't really know much about the craft technically um so it's quite an intimidating experience and, and like it can sort of get you down and um if you want to uh to to be a writer you have to overcome that sort of fear and that um that feeling of being like, like a fraud yeah and the, that's in, one in of the imposter yeah. syndrome i think that's yeah exactly the right word um yeah it comes up a lot and it doesn't it doesn't go away right away even after you publish a few books and things like that um yeah what does definitely. get easier and what i think the hardest thing for me in the was the fear of rejection and that's yeah. one of the things that does get easier over time as you especially if, especially as we pushed a bunch of times in this podcast if you write short fiction flash fiction and you just get a lot more experience with make, submitting your work getting rejected dealing with it getting back on on the horse and and submitting again until you until you get an acceptance like you go yeah. through that process and you thicken your skin a little bit um yeah. that does help and that does help with the um imposter syndrome as well but it doesn't really go it doesn't really go go away until yeah. you're like Stephen King and selling millions of copies <laughs> I don't know. I think it's probably always there. It's it's just that voice in our heads. It's it's weird. It's like constantly trying to tell us to do the opposite of what we want to do or what we know we should be doing. Stephen King probably thinks like, "What are these people doing? They're crazy. This is all crap. I'm living in a dream." Yeah. Probably gets that time. <laughs> I know it's odd. Uh, I think the this the number of it is that nobody likes to feel vulnerable. And when we put ourselves out there, that's exactly what we're doing. We're exposing our vulnerabilities. So, and, and really, the the foundation of marketing, I think, is confidence. Right? Like you gotta, yeah. if you want to sell your stuff, you gotta 
be able to push it like this is you know you're gonna you're gonna love this book like this this is this story is incredible like you've got to really sell it and you got to be super yeah. overconfident otherwise it's your marketing is going to fail right i always find that like there's a bit of a confusion between confidence and arrogance like yeah. some people approach things from like an arrogant standpoint it's like this is this is a cracking book like this is this is better than george arama i don't know everything like that that's not the right attitude it's having a sort of like a, a, a comfortable confidence that that this person is going to enjoy this book like you've put a lot of time and work into it um you've had good feedback and you want yes you want other people to to enjoy that experience as well so it's it's just having a confidence in and using things we'll come on to like how to sell things down the line um but it's it's uh yeah confidence is definitely a big thing and you just have to take the step just take jump off the cliff and whatever happens happens you know what i mean it's not the end of the world if it fails and there's a there's a good chance it's not going to fail like there's so many people who were in your position and they're um taking chances and things things work out for them like i when i someone first suggested to me to make a website i was like don't be silly what what am i going to put on it like yeah that's that's one of the big issues what am i going to put on the website and who the hell is going to look at it and again the imposter syndrome kicks in and then you just end up not doing it but had i not taken the step to do it i wouldn't have met you jm and we wouldn't have wrote this novel and it wouldn't be coming out next year that's a good point yeah i didn't even think about that just building connections so the point i'm trying to make is when i say like having a website and producing content on a website created that opportunity with you to meet you the the point of of building a website and and doing your own taking taking the sort of scruff of the the neck really and taking it by the scruff of the neck and sort of making your own fate determining your own fate rather than hoping that something's going to happen and the market has completely changed now with self-publishing you don't want to just have to rely on agents and publishing houses for your, your big break to, to be sort of verified as a writer you can you can do it yourself it's and one one of the steps you can do that is by creating an online presence in the form of a website and building a readership because if you have got if you can sort of sell fiction to thousands of people and they're on your mailing list and you're regularly engaging with them you've got connections with them they buy your work new books when they come out you're hitting the bestseller charts on amazon there's why do you need a publisher why do you need an agent the the irony to all that is that today even agents and publishers are still going to make you do the same thing anyways so when you apply to a lot of agents they ask you for your website for your readership all that stuff they 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 expect you to do the marketing on your own, even if you have an agent or a traditional publisher today. So it's a skill yeah. you need to know one way or another. But if you do it well, you can cut out the middleman. Most definitely. I mean, there probably is more money. Well, if I wouldn't say more money. It's hard to say. It depends on how successful you are. But there definitely are opportunities of 
that, that come with having an agent and going with traditional publishers. I mean, agents can sort of get you in with television production companies and the amount of stuff on Netflix at the moment in the sci-fi and fantasy genre is insane and more and more money keeps getting spent. So these big companies are actively looking for books to convert into TV shows and films and things like that. So there are opportunities out there and generally that comes with having an agent. But at the end of the day, what from the agent's perspective and importantly a publisher's perspective, all their their corporate capitalist machines, all they're bothered about is making money and at your their means of doing that. So what they look for is evidence that you can sell, that people are interested in you and that they're going to make money from you. So if you set yourself up to be a selling machine and you can prove that you've got a following that uh, is interested in what you're writing about and that you're making money yourself, then it's a, a safe bet, a safe investment from their perspective and one that they're going to profit from. And that's a very cynical way of looking at it, but it's true. It always comes down to money at the end of the day. And if you're, why do you think celebrities always get easy book deals? Because they're going to sell books just purely off the back of the name. There's like people publishing books now that have absolutely got no experience in writing, but just because they've got a sort of name in the celebrity world, they'll jump up like into like the the bestseller charts and stuff like that. It's no reflection on the writing. It's just purely on their ability to sell books. Well, a lot of them probably didn't even write the book themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Market for ghostwriters. Yeah, yeah. So we want to take that power out of their hands. We want to, we don't want to be waiting around. There's one thing I, for me, time is more valuable than anything else. And I don't want to be waiting around six months for an agent to tell me that they didn't like me work or they think it could be a bit better or something like that. So while, while we're sort of, we can, we can obviously go down that route, but while we're waiting, we can do other things as well to try and grow our following and make ourselves a more sellable um writer so we build our I, I saw, author brand as they the term is yeah author brand yeah author brands yeah so i have a, a formula um three-step formula number one is getting the right setup number two is attracting readers to join with quality and valuable content and number three is converting those readers into loyal followers and if you can do those three things there's nothing to stop you once you can nail that formula and people are engaging with your contents, joining your mailing list, and then buying your books once they're on your mailing list, when it comes to releasing new books, you're going to be flying off the, the best start charts. So um, today we're just going to talk a bit about the setup of things because this is a massive subject um, and we don't want to rush it, to be totally honest, because it's a disservice to you if we do rush it. Um, plus I'm constantly learning new things about particularly about producing content I've re recently moved into a job now where I'm, I'm in charge of a digital marketing company and a pretty good one as well like there's a lot of money being invested into this company over the years it's a, a lot of it's trial and error to see what works on Google and what ranks on Google so I've learned a lot about SEO in particular keyword usage and um, what Google is now looking for 
um, particularly moving into next year when the, the new Google algorithm updates coming out, it's going to change everything. So we'll we'll be revisiting bookmarks and and these are these are free methods. All it takes is time, time to study and learn how to do it, and time to produce content, and you can reap the rewards. Um, you don't have to do anything; it's just all organic traffic. So to get that organic traffic, we need a website, and when I first, I don't know about you, JM, but when I first started writing, um, the imposter syndrome was alive and kicking and it was called me a fraud and tell, called me a fool for even contemplating the idea of having a website. Um, but like I said, I overcame it. And the way I look at the website, it's, it's your shop window. You're selling the product, you're selling your stories. You need to have a shop and it needs to be as attractive as possible if you want people to buy any of your books so i like your website jm and i've sort of played around a lot with my website as well and i think one common feature with both of ours is they're quite clean and crisp they're not cluttered they've got no sort of like well, they've both got white background so it's nice and sort of easy easy on the eye um I think I think an important thing for me at least is to differentiate an author website from a straight just blog from a blogger's blog who who has no who has no product that they're pushing they all they do is blog so there's things to make the website look more like like you said like a shop you know like the like a storefront um, so yeah. traditional blogs, a lot of times you'll see a side menu that has dates and has like all of the blog posts sorted by date and stuff like that. That's not important for an author website. Um, maybe if you have a separate blog page and you're, and that's dedicated to your blog, it's good for your blog page, but it's definitely not good for an author's homepage to have a bunch of very dense menus, side menus and things like that, that are distracting from the focal point which should be you and your identity yeah i think it's always helpful to think about how you interact with websites that you visit as well do you sit there and you read every single word on each page no more more often than not you'll scroll quickly through things pick out snippets look for images that look appealing um and you'll pop-ups and things like that you might interact with um click on a few links and and whatnot but generally you're not scrolling on a you're not going to be on a website for very long i think the average time of people on my website is like a minute so you've got to got to drive the focus to to that one point that you want people to go to yeah exactly yeah so from a basic perspective there's a, a few things that you you need on your website from just from a, a Google SEO perspective. That's always a homepage, which if you build a website, it generally comes by default. Um, and on that homepage, you just want to introduce yourself, make it clear that this is what what, what you write, what kind of fiction you do write. Um, I always put a bit about why. Uh, so the, the mate, why you should join my mailing list, essentially, or what are you going to get in exchange? We'll come to that in a second. Um, 
and just a, as much information as possible really point people to different things on your website so say if you've got a web a whole page where you publish fiction um, to talk tell people about it this is this is the entrance so you've got to make it as appealing as possible and have lots of signpost people where to go what to check out and then um, as you say like yeah, identifying sorry. what you identifying what you write so that's your that's their entry point to get a feeling for you so if you don't write horror you probably don't want to have your your website colors black and red black and blood red right but if you do write horror that might be a good thing for you um yeah so you, themes and colors and layouts also identify can identify your genre and and your author your your brand identity of what you what you do as well so keep that in mind yeah most definitely um another thing you need to have on your website is a contact page even if you don't want people to contact you you can you always got to have it just google won't rank your page um if you, you haven't got a contact contact page um another thing which i've recently come to understand is if you are processing people's data so in other words uh, obtaining e their email address and possibly the name for the purpose of a mailing list. Uh, it's good practice to have a privacy policy on your page. Now, what you can do is head over to my website, richiebilling.com. Top left, you can see the privacy policy link. You can just copy and paste that. It doesn't matter if it's um, word for word, it's fine. Just change your details. And Google looks for these pages because it shows that you are a trusted source. You take um, what you do seriously. You're not going to be messing around with people's personal information. Um, and trust me, you don't want to be doing that as well because you might get in trouble. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I think once you've got them three things, it's that's the sort of basics that you need. And then it's all about producing content now that is going to make people want to come to your website. Um, and engage with your content as well. So it's got to be interesting. It's got to be topical and valuable. That's the most important thing. It's got to add value to people's lives. Um, I think, so when I was thinking about content ideas at the time, I was studying writing, like everything about writing. And what I decided to do was type up all my notes in the form of, uh, into blog posts, essentially. Um, so blog posts on plotting methods, uh, how to build characters, how to write fight scenes, everything. And um, just wrote about my experiences, learning I, these things. I picked up on you with all the stuff that you were writing about medieval warfare. That's, that's, yeah. what you, that's how you drew me in. Yeah, they, are, they go down really well on posts. and I, sh I should do more of them. I, what it, did, it was... Uh, I love just going on Amazon, right? And just buying books for like one P penny. Um, and just you just paying the postage and package essentially, and you can get there's loads on medieval history. And there was one day when I just must have bought about 40 or 50 books on medieval history, and I was just reading them all and just learning all these crazy things. So I've got like loads of posts on like what it was like to be a lord, what it was like to be a peasant. Um sieges. Sieges, yeah, like castles, castle defense fortifications, um, disease, killer diseases in the Middle Ages, which is quite topical at the moment, uh, COVID. Um, and yeah, but 
I find rather than having to for someone having to read the full book themselves, I'll just make notes on what I've read and just put that in sort of like a an easy to read form. And that's basically how I decide how I produce content for my website. That's how I what I chose to do. There's loads of other things you could do. If you everyone's got their own experiences. I mean, you might study history, for example, and you could just sort of write about what you learn what you learn in, in on your course. That's always a good thing to do. Some sort of unique insight you've got. You might be uh you might go do archery at the weekends, for example. You could write about your experiences um shooting. Like I, I did it last night. I don't know if you ever tried archery, Jay. I've I did it for the first time not long ago. Not not in any way professionally, no. Like when I was a yeah. kid, I think we had a couple bow bow and arrows at my dad's house, but no. Oh nice. Yeah, well, I, I ended up going shooting with um in a local university with a guy that I work with. And the amount of things you learn, like I never appreciated that you need to wear some like a van brace on one of your arms because when you loose the bow, the string snaps and hits your arm. So if you haven't got that van brace there, you could cut your uh your forearm. Definitely get real red even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just like all little things like that and it's fascinating. So when I started um, my website, um I used it I posted a lot of short fiction. So I was writing my main my first novel in the Valley of Magic. And then I used the website to do I posted some like character bios to expand on the characters in the book. And then I also wrote like I wrote the Adventures of Irik serial, which which was twenty flash fiction pieces where I was exploring the world of my novel as I was writing my novel to kind of build it, you know, build it out as I go and you know to, to figure out where I was going with the novel. And by the time I was done with it, I had these 20 flash fiction pieces that I just threw into a book and I published that as a separate book and it's still out there. That's awesome. So that's awesome. It doesn't that's have like to a, be, what's that? Yeah. I say that's a, that's a, one of the best examples of something you can do with your website is like from a content perspective, especially if you want to be a writer, there's nothing better than producing, especially like, like flash fiction like that on a regular basis for people to engage with. How, how did you find the response to that sort of approach, producing lots of little flash fiction stories? Um, so I got I generated a little bit of comments on my on my website, and it seemed like those posts because I labeled them, you know, flash fiction, and I tagged them flash fiction. So I drew in a, a certain audience. But the other thing it did um, prior to putting them all together as a book at the end about. I want to say seven or eight of them individual flash fiction pieces I have published across the, the interwebs um, yeah. as individual stories. So that also, that also gave me content to start the drive to, to be professionally published as a short fiction author. Um, a lot of them, because they, they were already posted on the website, they're considered reprints uh, yeah. industry terminology. So a lot of them got play, published in places that didn't pay because yeah. you know, it was pre-published content but yeah i got a bunch of them published it, it worked me through the publishing process um so yeah it, it it's very helpful I, I i will always tell new authors to to write short fiction 
um, to yeah. write flash fiction as a, as a, you know, training yourself as an author and having a, you know, a website is, is a place to put all that um, content for your readers. And just to give your readers a little something extra, if they, if they buy, you know, buy your book and they find your website and they're become a fan of you, that's just a little something extra that you can give to them beyond that, that first book. Most definitely. And if you are going to sort of expand your world with your website, uh, make sure you put adverts about that in your book. Um, I'd like a little, make a little image link to the web, the web page that it's all on all the contents on there. And yeah, it's a great way to uh, get a bit of extra traffic. So there's one other thing that you want to consider putting on your website. And that is something called an invitation to connect. In other words, um, a sign up form to join your mailing list. So every time someone goes on your website, if you haven't got a, a, a sort of a, an easy way for them to, to join your mailing list, you're missing opportunities to grow your following. And there's nothing worse than that. I, I, I didn't really get onto building the mailing list for a while after having a website. And I do regret it, to be honest because lots of people visited the website and they may have joined up and I might have had a big following on the do now. And it's really easy to do. There's no reason why you can't do it. It's, lots of websites now give you the option of building sign-up forms and integrating sign-up forms into your web pages. And all you need to do to get going is to have a means, a secure means of storing people's data and then sending out email campaign campaigns. For me, what I use is MailChimp purely because it's free up to 2,000 users, their subscribers. Um, it's the, the best service that I've come across. Um, really easy to use. Um, you can set automations. Automations are very important when it comes to engaging with your following and selling products because you don't actually have to do anything. You, you, you only have to send the email once and then all you've got to do then is send, set triggers so that these emails go out automatically. One of the best things about MailChimp is that WordPress, which is a common, very, very common platform for websites and blogs, has yeah. a built-in uh, MailChimp sign-up sign pop-up widget. So... It's already yeah. it's already there for you to use and exploit. Most definitely, and if you get the sort of more, I think it's the business subscription to Mail um, WordPress, you can get um, extra plugins so you can build forms into your website that are automatically linked to your Mailchimp audience, so you don't even have to add them um, manually to your Mailchimp um, audience. It's it's just the the join immediately to your, to your mailing list. So if you're looking to sort of minimize the time and effort that you're spending on admin, then it's a great way to, to achieve that. Another good thing about using MailChimp as opposed to doing things manually, which is how I did it. I was used to keep all the email addresses in the spreadsheet and then I'd send emails out um, to people just copy and pasting the spreadsheet into an email on Gmail. That can be really dangerous, especially if you've got a few thousand people on your mailing list because you have a duty to keep people's data secure and you can't let that data um, 
be disclosed to anyone else in any other way or used in a way that you haven't told people about when you ask them to join your mailing list. That is against the law. So it's GDPR, it's called, it came out recently. Have you heard of that, JM? You probably. Yeah, that's uh, the European Union. Is it the European Union one? Yeah, so it's not specific processing. to America, but because any website you any website you publish, um, even if your target audience is the United States, there's potential that European audiences are going to see it, and yeah. you're just going to make trouble for yourself if you. Unfortunately, like everybody's got to follow it, just because it, you make trouble for yourself if European audiences start seeing your website and you don't have the right things in place a lot of those trigger automatically now so yeah the, um the acceptance of cookies requirement is is automatic with any with wordpress and any any website development now um but there's other things like you said like storage of data that you got to comply with yeah i mean it's just good practice as well you, you want to respect um the people who have chosen to engage and connect with you and the last thing you want to do is do them the disservice of, of not looking after their personal information. That's just not what you want to do. It's bad, bad, bad customer service, if anything. Um, so just don't do it. That's all I would say. So um, I found it difficult to safely manage data manually and using something like MailChimp, which is very, very secure, really hot on rules and regulations, you can't go wrong. You can't expose yourself to risk. And if it's free, up to 2,000 subscribers, chances are you're not going to get up to that level for a while. So you've got nothing to lose in using that. And there's nothing to stop you from if you want to move to a different um, provider. You just sort of export your mailing list and upload it to another one. It's dead easy. So as a, as a starter, I always say MailChimp. And just add email addresses to your mail um, accounts. Um, that's fine. So the question is, how do we get people to sign up? And this goes back to uh, one of the the, the, the second um, point in the formula, um, which is attracting readers to join um, with content. So how do we get people to join our mailing list? Um, we've talked about content and things. We want to make the subs the sign up or the subscription process as appealing and as attractive as possible. So, what is going to convince this person to join your mailing list? And one of the best ways to do it is to offer some sort of incentive. So, something they're going to get something valuable in exchange for entering their email address. Um, so, there's lots of things you can do. And I think one of the best and easiest examples, which is something that we've done on of Metal and Magic, is to give away a free book. So that's what we've done, isn't it, Jay? Yeah. So right now, um, there's actually, yeah, several different ways that we provide free books. If you go to the website, on the, the homepage of the website, there's a free book link. Um, if you buy one of our other books, there's a free book link inside the book to another free book. And then, um, you know, mailing lists, sending out free content via, via mailing lists. There's a lot of mechanisms that you can get free content to readers. And then as you have taught me, the free content then adds to other content 
links to other content and you just yeah. kind of get a cycle going. Yeah. It's, um, it's really effective to be honest. And the, you don't just have a way, have to give away like a, a book or fiction, for example. Um, you could give away, like on my website, I have a lot of writing tools. So I have like downloadable versions of my writing tools that you can get access to. Um, a new thing that I've just launched is a, an exclusive online writing group, which people who join my mailing list get access to. Um, you can't you can't join it unless unless you're on the mailing list, which means that if there's not like loads of annoying people spamming your group constantly saying buy me book. Yeah. So uh, back at tiring. So <laughs> yeah. Um so you can there's all kinds of different incentives that you can offer people. But it's anything that's sort of gonna uh, add value to that person or it's gonna sort of be useful to them. Um and that's I mean does people do like um fact sheets or cheat sheets worksheets like they're some big keywords like particularly worksheet is a really popular keyword so if you've got like a writing tips worksheet for example if you you write a series of articles or not writing tip, tips worksheets and you've got a that's one of your incentives so when people are searching on google for writing tips worksheets they go on your website and then you can see that they can download um, a writing tips worksheet if they join your mailing list Chances are they're going to do it. So um, lots of little things like that you can do. Um, what about you, Jay? And what kind of contents, you, other than um, the fiction that you've produced, what kind of contents have you sort of given away on your website? Um, so I, my website, I haven't paid much attention to it recently. I've been preoccupied with other things. Um, I feel I focus mostly on my blog, so publishing short fiction, publishing writing tips, um, and then linking to stories that are available online that I've published elsewhere. But it really wasn't until I started talking to you that I started thinking about the whole incentives contact cycle that you've kind of built up. Um, so I really haven't implemented that on my own website yet, but I've been working it with Of Metal and Magic Publishing and building that website and building, building the content streams for that. Yeah, it is. It's, it's something that a lot of writers don't enjoy doing is marketing. And I think Shocking. after, yeah, well, I think after having spent maybe, well, for me, writing this novel took two years after investing that much time, you don't then want to go off to invest all the time in marketing the book as well. Um, but I think that's just a natural feeling when you don't understand something. And the more you do get to understand it and appreciate it and know how it works, then it becomes less of a scary thing and you actually begin to enjoy it. Um, like I, I spend loads of time doing marketing now. Like I probably split my time 50-50 now between writing and marketing. Um, and it's fascinating Try trying different things out and getting results. So at the moment, I'm doing a few different experiments with Facebook ads, um, and I'm getting some good results on that as well. So probably we'll be giving you some insights in that on that front down the line. 
Um, like I said, SEO, learning about new things on it all the time. So we will revisit SEO with a focus on producing blog posts and articles and how you can do keyword research, how you can use those keywords within articles and how to rank. And then when you're ranking on the first page of Google, you're getting organic traffic without, which basically means you're, people are visiting your website without you having to do anything at all. And then if you've got the right setup in place with people signing up to your mailing list via your sign up forms and pop-ups and everything like that, um, you grow and you're following constantly without having to do anything. So that's the aim. That's the end goal. We will get there. Um, it's too big a subject to cover in one podcast. So we've just started with the basics today. Get yourself, set yourself up for success. Um, and we will revisit this down the line. Um, I, I've, have you found the jam? I mean, you, you've, like you say, you've recently learned about the incentive thing, which is a really effective way of growing your mailing list. Um, yeah, my big, my biggest takeaway is it's just it's a lot of work, and you know, my 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 mind knows that it's necessary. Um, it's still, I'm still struggling to get my heart into it. I'd rather. I'd rather be yeah. in a, a cabin in the woods, just writing out, writing, <laughs> turning out my content. But um, with setting up the 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 new publisher and and all the work that uh, the new publishing house is, is demanding of me, um, I'm learning a lot of new things. And I haven't had a lot. Of, unfortunately, I hadn't had a lot of time to write new content recently. But that's okay. Um, it's part of the job. And I think that's the big takeaway is new writers need to understand that the the fantasy of the reclusive writer hiding away and just writing a book once a year and sending it to an agent or publisher and not having to do anything ever again not having to do um you know public readings and book signings and not having to do marketing like that that age is gone um the digital age it, that 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 analog culture is incompatible with the d digital age and with the the flooded market of today so you have to do marketing you have to get out yeah. there you have to draw in an audience it's it's that it's do or die so um that's yeah. my big takeaway unfortunately definitely it is a lot of work um and it's a lot of engaging with people i think when we when we look at bookmarks and we should translate that to making connections with readers because that's the way we sell books is we expand our network, our readership, our following. We engage with people. We talk to them. We ask them questions about what they're doing, what they're reading, what they're writing at the moment. And we build, we essentially build friendships. And the more successful we are doing that and the more people that we can engage with, the more successful we ultimately will be. And you never know, you might uh, get to act out that dream where you're in the cabin in the woods and you can just <laughs> sit there sit there on uh, KDP just uploading your new book and watching it go to the uh, number one or you can make millions of dollars and just not write your, your next book for over a decade or however long J.R.R. Martin's been writing the recent the recent one yeah well he's, <laughs> he's nearly finished now so he says he, so he he's says. got a cabin in the woods <laughs> <laughs> I was actually it was quite funny I was reading uh, I think it was his blog post um, and it was just interesting to hear how he works like he he lives 
can't know where he lives, but there was a house over the road. It went up for sale. So he bought the house over the road so that he could turn that into his sort of workspace. So he'd have a bit of, he'd have like a, a commute to work, which would be just crossing the road. But then apparently that got cluttered and he had to sort of move out. And he does have like a cabin in the woods where he goes and stays there. And apparently there's like, a, he has like an assistant who stays there with him for like weeks on end. Imagine that job, like camping out in the woods with uh, George R. R. Man. Would you do that? No. <laughs> I I think I'd do it for like two weeks, just maybe once, just to sort of spend a bit of time with him, see how he writes. I mean, he must be like a fascinating fella, and he's such a brilliant writer. So there's got to be things you can learn from him. Any, uh, any last tips you got? to shove in before we we wrap up like you said it's a huge topic and we're gonna have to come back several times more in order to fill out marketing as as a whole concept but anything left to say for today richie i feel like i've spoken a lot today (laughs) (laughs) but no i think um don't be afraid of marketing there's that voice in your head that will be screaming at you telling you not to do it it's a waste of time and no one's ever going to go on your website ignore it and just do it anyway and even if it looks rubbish in your mind don't worry about it like it takes your website is a sort of organic thing it's an extension of you and it, it grows as you grow so the more you learn about what people like um how, how to sort of develop things so they look aesthetically pleasing um th- just change them as you go there's no need to you can't don't put the pressure on yourself to get it right first time. What we're doing today is just showing you the basics of how to set things up, the, the sort of the the very sort of core things that you need, um, and the rest is up to you. And just sort of tweak them as you go along. That's all I do is I just constantly tweak things. Yep. Yeah, so um, I think it's I think it's my turn to uh, close an episode for once, um, and that's about all we got for today. Um, spend a lot of time talking marketing and we'll get at it again uh next you know probably not the next episode but in the future interlaced with other topics we'll bring in new marketing topics if you have any burning questions that you want to ask us you can uh leave a comment on youtube or you can look us up on on facebook or you can even contact us at our website now that's of metal and magic publishing.wordpress.com we have a contact page and we have a um a write with us page which is our submissions call page if you want to actually pitch us uh, a story um so reach out give us your questions anything immediate that you want answered uh we'll shoot you a quick answer on youtube or facebook and other than that we will uh we'll come back to marketing in the future Yeah, thanks very much for listening, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.